somebody and sing to them. Say this is holy ground. Talk to somebody else and say to them. say that with, with, I need to explain that the church is not the building, the church is you and I, amen so when I say welcome to church it's more like you saying welcome my brother and sister into this fellowship that we are sharing together, so talk to somebody and say welcome to church amen, amen, amen hallelujah, amen good morning everybody welcome again, this is Jesus House Toronto, also known as the Joy Center under the leadership God, amen, our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we believe so much in. So for those that don't know, know now, we are Jesus people here, amen. And we are also under the leadership of our pastor, my mentor, Pastor Ken Negede, and his wonderful, beautiful wife. I call her Mama. Mommy Bolaji Negede. Please put your hands together and celebrate grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Without taking much of our time, um, God is doing great things in our midst here. Um, yesterday, the Youth Alive, we were able to host our second um, prayer retreat ever here at the Joy Center, and it was really powerful. And we spoke about restoration. Amen. So we did that yesterday, and today we are having a conversation about goals and visions, part two. We started this last, last month, and we promised we we're going to be back, and we are back. Amen. Amen. So today, I believe God still wants us to learn one or two things, principles of the kingdom. Yesterday, the word that was preached by my brother here, Runo, spoke about restoration and how God is using us. That sometimes the restoration you're looking for is not that God, you will be the restoration yourself for other people. But sometimes when your goals and visions are not even in proper alignment, then you are doing yourself and everybody else around you a disservice. Amen. And that is why we want to continue having this conversation today about goals and visions. And again, this is a youth conversation, but I believe mommies, daddies, grandpas, grandma, young ones, you know, whatever, you know, category you might find yourself would benefit a lot from this so please pay attention and listen to what god is trying to tell you and not just listen also act upon it and as you do this god himself will bless you in jesus name 
without taking much of our time, I would like to invite my panelists. Amen. My wonderful panelists, they are, they, are, they are wonderful people. Some of you have heard from them before. Some of them you have seen for the first time. But they are wonderful people. And when I call on them, please make sure you clap for them and encourage them. It's not easy to do this. Thank you so much. See, that's a man with a vision. Please put your hands together for him. He saw it. He just saw it. That, yeah, this man will probably need me to God bless you. Amen. Without taking much of our time, I would like to invite my first panelist. And I will start by inviting the Vice President of the Youth Alive Ministries here at Jesus House Toronto. None other by the, by the person, my own sister, Moturayo. Amen. Please put your hands together for her. It's not easy to do this, but we are doing it. Amen. Hallelujah. Until she gets to the stage, please. Amen. Amen. I thought you would just go back and just cut walk a little bit and just welcome. 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 I would also like to invite my brother. My brother, amazing guy. He works at the technical department at the back. So, and he's going to be joining us today. So you could imagine that we wouldn't have technical problems today. Emmanuel, please put your hands together for Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. So if we have any technical concerns today, we will hold him and his boss at the back. <laughs> and the last but not the least, you've heard from her before, at least twice. She's, uh, she's, she's packed with so much blessings and understanding that God is using at this time for us. I would like to invite my sister Elizabeth. Elizabeth, please put your hands together for her. Until she gets on the stage. Amen. Anywhere you want to sit, just feel free. Ah, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Um, I believe, I believe, like I said earlier, God wants to tell you something today. And I would like and I hope that you will pay attention and the Holy Spirit himself will minister unto you. And I pray that everything we will do here will be to the glory of God in Jesus' name. How this conversation is going to go, sometimes I have no idea. I just have like bullet points, but God himself directs it. So please, even as you're sitting down, keep praying for us right here. So we will say the right things and the Holy Spirit will minister through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Um, before we start, I would like to do a quick mic check. If your mic is not switched on, just check underneath and you can just hold that button and um, you will switch it on and God will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, my amazing people. It's good to see you guys again. These are, you guys are all, they are all, we are all familiar with each other, so there's but welcome. Amen. Amen. So last month, um, we were talking about goals and visions. So many things came out. Um, someone said to us last month that sometimes your goals and visions, if not for the most part, is not usually just for you. It could be for your generation. It could be it could involve other people even helping you to actualize the goal but if you don't have it written down in a legible and a well communicative way nobody would understand your goals your visions and nobody can run with it for you somebody also said that um if you have goals and everything is just in your mind and you have it 
written in no place whatsoever. You have it discussed with different people that are not even right. That person said to us then that those goals will just be vibes. 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 Uh, people remember now, so they remember. You see? That it will just be vibes, just fable, just empty. You know? And there were so many other things said that day. And the text we have here was from Abaco 2, from 2 to 3. And uh, Technica can help us put it on the screen. Abaco 2, from verse from um, 2 to 3. And it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision, make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarries, but wait for it. Because it will surely come to pass and it will not tarry. That is what the word of God says about visions and goals. So, we have all this understanding from last week. And we were diving deeper into it. But I want to find out from you guys, from your perspective. Elizabeth, let me start from you because you just say it, you just say it in him. What are visions and goals from your perspective, given all these things that I've been said? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So, from my own perspective, I feel vision basically transcends goals. So, um, just to put that in a layman's word, so vision is more of a long-term plan, and goals are the mini steps that you take to help you get to where you need to be. Um, I guess, let's say for example, taking it on the professional side, if you want to, if you have a career, let's say five term, I mean five years um, plan or goal or vision, I'll call it, your goal would be your one year to two years plan or steps that you need to take to help you achieve that end term goal. So basically, um, your um, vision basically transcends a goal. Yeah. I see, I see. So now, we are also getting an understanding that, you know, a vision could be a long term, like all the way at the front. But your goals can be the different steps that you need to achieve to get to that long term vision, which could also be a goal too. That is a very interesting perspective. I hope somebody is with us today. I hope you're learning something so far. This is another new definition. Like I said, if you can jot it down, please do so. Because you will... You, these things will, you will be able to go back to them and you can read them and have an understanding. Powerful. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Emmanuel, visions and goals, what do you think? From your own perspective. From my perspective. Well, um, according to the, if you look at the scripture you just read, um, God had a message for Abacup and wanted him to write it down. And um, it's, uh, it was a message that would impact people at a later date. So that's what um, vision and goals are really. Um, vision is the end point, while um, goal is the means to that end point. So uh, a vision is something that someone envisions or visualizes for himself that wants to achieve. And uh, without the path being known, or in this case given, then the, that's where the goals come into play. That's where the goals are like the milestone that moves you 
towards the completion of that or towards the fulfillment of that vision. So these things are two distinct, um, you know, concepts, and one cannot operate without the other. So it has to be done and together. You know, that's my own understanding of it. Wow, wow! If you are clapping, clap. Do it well. Let it be uniform. Amen. Wow. One cannot operate without the other. God is doing great things in this place. One cannot operate without the other. So what I'm understanding from what Elizabeth and Emmanuel have said is that if you have a vision, this is how you see what you want to achieve in the future and you have no goal. Most likely, you won't get to that. You won't be able to actualize that vision. Because one cannot operate without the other. You can't isolate one. And wow. Please put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Disclaimer. I want to put it out there that, you know, as we're all sitting up here too, we're also learning from each other. I'm learning. My mind is just opening up to so many different things. Right? So no one here is an expert. I just have to put that out there. We are all learning from each other. So please, make sure you're learning something today. Amen. One cannot operate without the other. My vice president, what do you think? Visions and goals from your perspective. Praise God. I think um, vision is... So going back to Habakkuk 2, um, I want to define it from there. It's what you see in your mind. You come into church, you walk into your home, walk into your workplace what is that end side to see in mind so as an example or you walk into church and you say you know what I see this church doing XYZ that is the vision now God says write it down because again it's in your head write it down make it plain so that every other person who sees it will run with it so at that point in time God is saying yes you've seen something you've seen a potential that something can be so write it down. Now, those are where your goals come in. So when you write it down, you now start to think. By writing it down, now you're thinking, okay, I've written this thing. What, what would it take me to get to this point? Who are the people I need? Because again, you have a vision and somebody said something that if your dreams, are not, if your dreams don't scare you, then they're not big enough. Sometimes your vision is, and God knowing that your vision sometimes will take a lot of people that's why I said write it down and make it plain. Now making it plain is making it, write it in a language that every other person who sees it will understand it. And every time it's a reminder as well. So that's where the goals come in. It's a reminder as well that every time I walk in and I see this vision, I'm keeping myself accountable. It's reminding me of what God has said that I should do. And every other person that I need to be on that same level with me sees it. Now, your vision sometimes will be that you yourself, you might not even know what that thing is going to be. But for every time you see it, you're getting closer. You might talk to somebody, say, I might come to AY now and say, ah, AY, this is the vision I have. Oh. And AY is like, ha. Ah. But I've written it down. But every time he sees it, AY2 is thinking. So those are the subconscious, um, those are the things that happen in your subconscious that when you write your goals down, everybody eventually sees. So who are the people that I need to take this step? What is my timeline? Because you can't come today and say, okay, let me use our homes for instance. We, um, we have our homes and we say, oh, 
you know what, I want my home to be very beautiful. I want a home where everybody comes into, they are very, um, they're very comfortable, it's founded on God. That's your vision. Now, you really can't keep it to yourself because by keeping it to yourself, you really haven't done anything because there are other people in your home that you share that home with. So everyone comes in at that point in time and they see it every day. It's a reminder. So at that point in time, any behavior or anything that they want to do that is not in alignment, every time they see that vision, it helps them to take a step back as well. So your vision is not only for you. Your goal is people that would, um, people that would come on the same. But also your goal also helps you to realize the people you need with you. If I'm speaking to AY or Emmanuel or anybody, and um, I'm talking to them about something and there's a struggle there, then we're not in alignment and we don't have the same vision. So that is how the vision refines itself. That's how the goals refine themselves. And eventually there are those baby steps you take, like Sister Elizabeth said, those baby steps you take that maybe a month from now you have to review and say, okay, check mark. This goal has been sorted out. I need another goal. So our visions, our goals are things that allow you to keep yourself accountable and allow you to keep yourself um, reminded of the promises of God. Because again, sometimes we would always forget. Sometimes it's like, oh, did I remember this clearly? Did I not remember this clearly? Did God tell me this? Did God tell me that? So again, writing it down, making it plain so everybody understands it and everybody can run with it. is basically saying, word in flesh. Let me write it down so that even me, myself, I can be accountable. Amen. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you are clapping, do, do it wow so i can see that there are so many there are so many wiring into this concept of visions and goals one can't operate without the other one some the goals could be baby steps to a big vision or a big goal if you don't write it down nobody knows what's going on nobody can measure success if you haven't written it down i gave an example from last um, the from last month about the purchase of this building where we are today it was written down as a young person at the time I was uh, I was I was young at the time I'm still young anyways I am young I, <laughs> I was young at the time and I'm still young so you can imagine how young I was back then but I could see examples it was written on the wall. I remember at 1444, right by the entrance, it was just right there. Once you open the door, it's to your right. It was written there. Every time, every time things were achieved, I saw the arrow come down until we got to that point where we, and I was able to see it. And I was able to run with the vision. I did not even talk to the visionaire. I didn't have to, I did not have to talk to, I don't think I remember coming to pastors. He said, Pastor, ah, how is the goals today? What are, no, because I could see it. I could see it. So all I was just doing is, it is written down. I could run with it. And I was, with the little I can, I did. That is the importance of writing it down. And it's interesting how God himself gave that instruction, like write it down. God will help us in Jesus' name. I know last, um, last week we went into a very interesting conversation and we asked, are there good visions, are there bad visions? And we're able to establish that there are good visions and there are bad ones. A robber has a bad vision. And they have, a, they, they have bad vision but good ways to achieve them. 
That's why most of those heists are successful. How many people watched Money Heist? Okay. So it's only the young people that know about this. Okay, we keep it to ourselves. If you want, I'm not going to advertise the TV show. But you could see that there is a vision for those that there was a vision, there was a goal. As a matter of fact, all of us watching that show were supporting the robbers. God will help us in Jesus' name. For those that don't know it, you can watch it at your spare time. I did not, I'm not advising you to. <laughs> you know? But there was a vision, there was a goal. And it was actualized. But it's a bad vision because you're stealing from people. There are good visions. When the vision is good, you know. Because you see that it's uplifting other people. It's building. It's creating a safe space. So we're able to establish that last week. But now, what I want us to address in the next, in the next two to three minutes is how do you... Because there are some goals and visions that you would have that don't make sense. And they don't make sense because they are not realistic. They are not realistic. You are making goals. Oh, by next week, I want to be a... I want to be, I want to be as rich as Jeff Bezos. At next week, at next week and you are still in um, um, undergrad today and then you come to church and somebody says, ah next week receive it and you say amen boldly with your chest with no plan you think God operates without a plan that's why he said you need to have a vision and a goal and it has to be realistic faith is different so your goal has to be realistic so my question now to my panelists is how do you know when your goal is realistic what are those things that I, I i know we all know about smart goals but how do you know when your goal is realistic elizabeth help me because you are into money so you know <laughs> okay so i think you've mentioned something smart goals and okay just to break it down for 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 your goal to be realistic or achievable number one are your goals specific do you even know do you have a clear a clear um, understanding of what your goal is? There are some people that that says, okay, oh, I want to be, I don't know, like using your example, a millionaire. But like, do you even know how to get there? Do you know what a millionaire entails? Or I don't know if that's a bad example, but you get what I mean. Like your example, I mean, your goal has to be specific. Is it measurable? Do you have time to like? Can you can you actually give it a time frame to be to be able to measure your goal and see if it's achievable? Number one, I mean number two, is it attainable? Can you attain your goal at some certain point in time? And use the example for a student who wants to be a millionaire in one week. Can you attain being a millionaire in one week, or do you have the the uh, the, the necessary resources for you to be able to achieve that goal? Um, and is it is it time bound? Do you like? Do you have a realistic time for you to be able to to actually achieve that goal? So for a goal to be realistic, I feel you have to be able to sit down, analyze the goal, make sure that it's something that is achievable, it's something that is sustainable, it's something that you have the natural resources and people or the right people around you that can help you achieve that goal. Then that's a realistic goal. Yeah. Thank you. Emmanuel, please clap if you are clapping. Emmanuel, help me. How do you know when this goal is, is realistic? Wow. How do you know the goal makes sense? Well, first of all, we have to, have to go back to the process of writing it down. So 
there is a process involved in that area. Your knowledge is required before you can actually uh, move forward with the vision or goal. That's why you have to write it down plainly. You have to, to be able to interface with it and understand all the variables that are involved. Is it feasible for someone like, like an undergrad to achieve such a, a vision? So it goes down to writing it down. And you got to understand that visions and goals are not, they don't come from the atmosphere. They are born. <laughs> of um, core values and knowledge so scriptural knowledge knowledge of the will of god you know core values and how that corresponds to uh, to, to all the principles in the in the scripture like your knowledge of, of um the, the word of god the um the know the principle of commitment all those things has to be in place you know that's when you know your goal is a smart goal it has all these principles that as its foundations so you have, uh, there are several principles here. You have um, principle of, um, you know, enduring hardship, commitment, as I've mentioned, um, you know, the promises of God. You know, when it's um, founded on those strong values, those strong, you know, everything is, you know, God spoke everything into existence, right? So all those things, if, you're, if your vision and goal is based on that solid foundation, you're not going to be striving and, uh, you have you're gonna be striving lawfully right so you it is you have to found it on those strong pillars that's when you know this goes are smart goals they are towards the purpose of the will of God it's not gonna fail so they are towards the fulfillment of the promises of God it's not gonna fail so those things help you move forward and keep you going keep you moving forward amen again <laughs> smart goals it has to be attainable it needs to oh. hey it needs to be attainable then Emmanuel decided to to cause trouble here by saying that these things will not fall from the atmosphere it has to be from a value point your core values ha okay Please put your hands together for Jesus. I'm going to take Motun for the, uh, like um, um, finally for, for 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 this for this segment. How does it make sense? What kind of goals? How do you know? Praise God. Um, there's something uh, Brother Maimo just said that um, that dropped something into my mind. The f as much as we say we're physical beings, we're children of God. And I believe we all have been called to live on certain principles. Yes. We cannot say we are children of God in the world today and conform to the world and expect our goals to materialize. Now, let's take an example. In First Samuel, like there's something they say that the spiritual controls the physical. Mm -hmm. In First Samuel, um, the, the Israelites, um, they, uh, God sent his prophets and said, Oh, you know what? Tell the Israelites, I want them to worship me. I want this, I want that. The Israelites complained. And they said, no, we want, a, we want a prophet of our own choosing. This is who I want. Now, there's a perfect will of God for someone's life. And there's a permissive will. God will not argue with you. God tells you, this is what I want. And that is where the vision comes in. This is what I want you to be. This is what I have called you to be. Now you tell God, no. You've moved away from that perfect will. You're now in the permissive will. A lot of people, and I am guilty as well. There's been times when we've strayed from that perfect will into the permissive will and there's struggle. 
at that point in time, your vision will struggle because your attainment of that vision will struggle because it's not in line with God. No matter what goals you write, you will struggle. Now you might, um, you might succeed eventually, but it will come with a lot of struggles. Now look at the Israelites. They struggled. They fell into a lot of issues. They went back to God and said, oh God, please, this, that. God heard in his mercy. Now a lot of us on earth today, we are very similar to the Israelites. Now, how do we now make those goals realistic? Like Brian Emmanuel said, go back to God. God, what is that vision you have for me? Now, there's a vision God has given you for yourself, for him, because there's a purpose for why everybody was created. And there's also that vision you have created for yourself. You're creating a vision for your home. Is it founded on the principles of Christ? Because no matter what you do, look at the Tower of Babel. They had a vision. God said, if I leave these people, they'll take over from me. The devil, they said from, um, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. God has his vision for the world. The devil has the vision. Both of them are operating. Now, which one would you follow? Now, let's go back to how do we make our goals smart and realistic. First of all, if the foundation is faulty, there's nothing you can do. See God in all your ways, first of all. I believe in that 100%. Again, from experiences and everything to God's glory, see God in all your ways. And he will bring your plans to pass. Now, you now say, okay, I want to be a, um, the best world speaker by the end of the year. First of all, you've not even spoken in your school. You've not spoken. And I mean, we laugh about these things because like, we really don't think about it that way. Okay, you know what? I want to be, the, you, you want to talk on world stage, but you've not even done anything in your local community and you're saying you want it by the end of the year. You've not even done any public speaking before. You've not written a book. You've not written. So at that point in time, your vision is great, but your goal is not realistic. It's not smart. <laughs> it is not because how do you want to come to that point of, okay, I want to start. It's like saying, I want to own 1 million Naira, but you don't even have a bank account. You've never gone to the bank. You don't even know where the nearest bank is. So you want to step back and say, okay. And that is where the writing it comes in, like my panelists have said. Because when you start writing, you start realizing that, okay, I'm missing some steps. Let me scale back. So your first goal might be, yes, you have that vision of becoming a millionaire. But your first goal is, I want to go and find out what banks are there in my area. Okay, you found the bank and you put it by, um, okay, because you don't want to say you are researching 100 banks in one week. Nope. You give yourself a month because you don't want to put yourself under pressure. You don't want to do all of that stuff. You want to ensure you're doing it properly. So at that point in time, you're researching the banks in your area. Now you're narrowing it down. I want to pick 10. Okay, now you're narrowing it down. Okay, what types of accounts do they have? Because now you've made it very realistic. You've made it very specific. Who are the people? Okay, I need to talk to my bank manager. I need to talk to maybe my sisters, my siblings, my family members. What banks do they use? What is your, um, why are you saving? And because at that point in time, when you start asking yourself those questions, then you now have specific things you want to write down that you want to achieve. Now, it can be as specific as one day in the sense of, okay, by tomorrow, I, by end of day, five o'clock, I am calling the bank. I must have called the bank. And what is the result you have to show for it that if I came to AY and said, oh, AY, this is what I want to do by tomorrow. If AY came into my house and I'm not there, 
AY can say that, ah, Mutu has achieved this goal. Do I have something to show for it as proof? Because that way you're able to measure it, you're more specific. And then you now realize that, okay, well, it's great to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Maybe it will take me maybe five more years because I even need to learn how to start saving. I need to go and find out how much groceries. I need to know how much it is I earn. Because then you might realize that, okay, looking at all these things, or more, this plan is great, but let's, let's be more realistic. Let's work on it. And then that is how you get your goals to be specific, to be measurable. Who are the people involved? Who are the people in my team? Mm -hmm. Do we speak the same language? Yeah. I mean, we all talk, but we don't speak the same language. And yeah. that is where conflict comes in. Yeah. So who is the person that understands my language and we speak the same language and we are aligned? Wow. And then at that point in time, you are now talking that, okay. And you might realize that you now need to take some courses for yourself. You need to do this. And that is where you now start saying, okay, my goals are specific. They are measurable. They are realistic. And there's a timeline. Because if there's no timeline, you will just keep postponing and postponing. But you'll never have anything for yourself to say, okay, by this time, I'm accountable. But yeah. how would you say you've achieved it if you have no time that you can measure yourself against? Wow. Amen. Wow. Please um, give the Lord a big hand. Just to add a, um, add a point to what my sister mentioned. She mentioned something about aligning yourself with the right people. Now, uh, just to shed a little bit more light to that, I'm going to use myself for example. Um, financially, I can, I can be, <laughs> I'm very big on saving, so what I do is I align myself with people who have the same goal, who speak the same language, and they can also keep me accountable for achieving that end goal. So you can align yourself with the right people, but also align yourself with people who can actually keep you accountable and, and, and keep you in check all the time, because that's the only way that those people that you're aligning yourself can be effective in your life. So yeah. basically allowing them and creating that room that someone can actually keep you accountable for it. Wow. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. I, oh wow. I'm so sorry I've lost track of time, but I'm going to, I'm apologizing and I'm also going to request for five more minutes to end the service. Amen. So please bear with us. And I also apologize on behalf of the church because, yeah. So, um, wow. I hope you've learned something so far at this point in time. And I think this time is worth it. I believe so. I believe so. We're going to stop here for this, for this first service. The second service we're going to take this to a different level and we're also going to have each and every one of you involved in this conversation as well so stay tuned for that second service and um i also want to appreciate my panelists god bless you guys so much you guys are, are men and women of wisdom and i pray that your wisdom will never diminish in jesus name please put your hands together for them as they return back to their seat thank you guys so so much so much Keep clapping for them, please. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray by the special grace of God that we would understand the principles of God when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to, when it comes to goals and the wisdom around visions in Jesus' name. And I pray that God himself will continue to minister to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. At this junction, we'll be giving our offering very quickly i'll be inviting the choir um oh uh, okay i'll be inviting the choir Mo i'll most likely take it too um uh, i'm in the choir but we'll be we'll be giving our offering